right. One more week of AEW. We're here. We're ready. We're getting Are our we? logo. Yeah, man. We got our new logo now. Thanks to Chris. Everybody go check it out. You gotta out. say that with more enthusiasm, right? You gotta hey, get a new logo. logo. Woo! Woo! Chris hey. is Chris is revamping his dark, dark elevations for uh, uh, proprietary reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, AEW gave me a little shout out. Said uh, they could probably be better, so that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> but yeah so let's get into it man this was this was a week of debuts a week of very good wrestles or some good wrestles wild times wild Wild times times. a lot of blood it was quite fun how let's let's get going you want to go with dynamite let's start with dynamite all right who wants to take the reins we had that first match and of course you know i made the observation on adam cole Versus Christian Cage, I said Adam Cole is the uh, risky business era Tom Cruise of AEW. <laughs> I, I really like that. That uh, yes, I'll never see him as anything else now. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> he kind of is. Let's talk about yeah. this match now. Is Adam Cole ever going to win a match without cheating, or is that just going to be his persona? I don't know. Uh, mm, I hope it's not that way forever. You know what I mean? I, I ranted about that last week. Of course you did. And that's why I'm kind of bringing it up. I'm kind of touching base with it. Because that's the way it seems <sighs> now, right? And this last I mean, time. yeah. yeah. I mean, it. technically, was this cheating? No. Nah, maybe not. Maybe I didn't not. think it was, so. It was the least cheat. Yeah. Right? I would say. I mean, I think I think it was a uh, a moment of. Um, I, I think he capitalized on an opportunity in this okay. one. Um, All right. There was no there was no run in prior to the finish of the match, and that's that's a step forward in my opinion. Okay. All right. I mean, obviously, we had the run ins after. Um, and that's fine. You know, as long as they do the run-ins and the bullshit after a clean match is over, I'm okay with that. Yeah. What I'm not okay with is what they were doing for weeks and weeks and weeks there. It was like somebody was always coming out and interfering. There was always something happening. There was a distraction or whatever. Uh, outside of that, I mean, this match was fairly clean. Now, let me ask, where do you think they're going with this? And I'll ask Tammy first. Where do you think they're going with Adam Cole's plot in the whole night? I mean, obviously, we have this is leading up to the to the t- Texas death match with, with uh, Hangman, but that's really not a title match, is it? Or, or you know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I think Adam – do you think Adam Cole's being used in the right way, Tammy? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I think that it's just slow going. I mean, you have so many great people right now and so many champion worthy people right now and like new ones debuting at, uh, constantly. So he's definitely champion material. And I think that's a it's a slow move towards that. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. That was awesome. If this guy becomes um, fucking champion. Nobody's ever going to get the belt again. True. <laughs> so if you're listening and not watching, he was pointing to Samoa Joe. But um, so I think that it's just like setting up a lot of different great people slowly moving towards belts. 
but I don't think, you know, there's so many question marks. There's new people coming. I think you have to see how people respond to new people and how those journeys are going to go. Mm -hmm. It says the internet connection is unstable, by the way, Rafe. So something might happen. Mine's um, so fun. that's what I think. So this isn't like, I think there's so many good people. I think at one point, Adam Cole was definitely like, okay, this guy's here now. He signed with us. He's going to be champion soon. But now we have all these other factors that that isn't such a clear path. So it's just uh, drawing out who's going to end up where eventually. And I think that all of this is just leading up to that, even though it's not a title match. With Hangman, it, it's still like a, a match against somebody holding a title. So even if it isn't a title match, if he has a good match with him, it still puts him in champion league to go towards a title eventually. But I don't think we can know who's going to be. There's no clear cut champions anymore where I felt like it was almost easier like a couple months ago to be like this person's on a fast track to champion. This person is Adam Cole was one of those people, but I don't feel that it. I feel like he's still on the path, but it's going to be a windier one now. That's my opinion. Right. So what did you, what did Chris, what did you think of this, the Christian cage match and Adam Cole match overall? So I expected, I expected this to be better than it was, um, hmm. but I don't have any complaints about the match. It was a little slow to start. Um, and the, the way that Christian cage took that stare shot, where he just, it looked like his legs were going to be ruined for the rest of his life. I was like, it's yeah. its crazy he's not rolling out of here in a wheelchair. Um, the match really got rolling after the first set of picture-in-picture -picture commercials. Mm -hmm. um, and there was like there was like a really nice swinging DDT that Christian Cage did. There was a yep. bunch of these like super athletic things. Christian Cage... For his age and how long he's been doing this, this dude is so athletic still, and he's still got, like, super good height on jumps and stuff. Like, it's pretty ridiculous that this guy's just running around being this good. Yeah. Like, nobody nobody told you you had to be this good, Christian Cage. <laughs> uh, um, he is. But he's I mean, 48. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm freshly 40. And I look at that, like, how are you even you're not human? That's you're some sort of alien species that has come here and fooled all of us into believing that people can behave this way at 48 years old. Um, <laughs> I hurt when I walk down the stairs every day. So uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the match. Honestly, um, I didn't enjoy the first part. But as soon as we came back from that first commercial break, it was like, Okay, this is much better. Not quite where I expected it to go um, because of the athleticism that I I know Christian Cage to have and the athleticism that I know Adam Cole to have. Um, to answer your previous question about whether or not I think they're using him how they should, um, my theory right now, my working theory is that Kenny Omega was supposed to be back already. Yeah. And because Kenny's had all these delays with his surgeries and recovery times and COVID happening a couple of times from what I understand. Um, I think that's the reason that this story has kind of been sort of, okay, well, where do we put Cole now? We have to keep him relevant in everybody's face. So what, when Omega does return and we can do this elite split up angle, which I think the bucks have already kind of started to tease and then they back away and then they start to tease it again, they back away. Um, whereas now it's almost like they're avoiding doing anything with all of them together. Um, I think it might sort of be intentional just to bring it all back and then they can break it again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're using him like as well as they should, but 
I think ignoring that he's in the promotion and not doing anything with him would be way worse. So if the stories aren't so great right now, we got to hang with him. I'm curious about this hangman match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them flip the title this time. Really? So is this a title yeah. match then? The Texas, the, the Texas death match is a title match. Texas death match is for the title. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. So, so yeah. And we it, would a lot. Be, it would be huge. Uh, for everybody's story, if Adam Cole finally got this thing off Hangman, because we've been back and forth on it a couple times now. Quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. So and it'd be a way to spice it all back up. So Right. And then, you know, you're incorporating Jurassic Express behind this with Red Dragon, which I think they turned Red Dragon into something goofy. And they sh- and it's not it doesn't seem as badass as it should be. And so that's that, that's why I'm so confused about this whole plot line with Adam Cole, Red Dragon, uh, Hangman, and Jurassic Express, it seems to confuse me because I just think that Adam Cole is better than that. I think Red Dragon's better than that, but I think they're kind of making them out to be a little bit silly. And it's You know, you mentioned Red Dragon, and the fact that you have Jurassic Express, right? There, you got two guys cosplaying as Tarzan and a dinosaur who are more serious than two guys that came in like looking like they wanted to fight everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. It's very strange. When Jurassic Express looks more badass than Red Dragon, it's kind of weird. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Jurassic Express, but they definitely don't deserve the tag titles. And they, they're gimmicky. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And Red Dragon now feels so goofy and ridiculous that you can't take them as seriously as you take them. And no. it's just, it's weird. It's so strange. Yeah. I, take I, don't, the- I don't understand the booking behind it. I don't understand who's writing this stuff, where it's coming from, and why they're making it, like, so far off to, like, not serious. Yeah. There's a way to do that and have it be funny and still have them be credible. Right now, none of them feel credible to me anymore. And I'll give you a good example of that. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed is goofy, but... They're credible. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, that's the they're way like a no-nonsense. Like, they're, they, they're who they are out of the ring, and then when they're in the ring, like, you expect them to do great things. Whereas with Red Dragon and with Adam Cole, they're, they're this certain way now outside of the ring that is still sort of believable, but they're ruining it when they put them out on a microphone. Nah. Very odd. Tammy, any last thoughts on this match? I don't know. I have notes on it, but I don't think they're important at, at this point. I think everything's been covered. I, I do think it was a highly satisfying wrestle, is all I'll say. It was. And I wish it was more spinning. Yeah, it was, a, it was a highly satisfying wrestle, and I think a better match for both of those dudes than I've seen in a while. You sure. Know, because Chris, Christian's always a reliable, great wrestler, but his personality sometimes makes me yawn. And um, Adam That's Cole fair. has been cheating and doing this and that. So I felt like both of them together did a real solid, just highly satisfying wrestle. I do wish there was no more spitting, but um, that that was a theme throughout the entire week, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. And as far as the Jurassic Red Dragon promos, they did one. I don't know if it was on Dynamite or Rampage. Oh, here it is. It was Dynamite. All I put is yawn. You know, I have to say, I love this rating system. This may be the best internet rating system for wrestling I have ever heard in my life. Excellent wrestle, nice wrestle. It's just, there's so oh, satisfying God. wrestle. 
satisfying wrestle might be my favorite one so far. That's how I felt. Like I wasn't. It wasn't. I love uh, it. But I, I got what I, I got my money's worth. Uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I just every time I looked at it, I'm like, damn. I mean, I just feel like Adam Cole's better than this. You know what I mean? And it's but, like, what, what do you mean he's better than that? He's going up against a, a, a amazing wrestler. Right. But it's like, it, it seems like we're going around a, a, a really big, long curve to get to where we need to be. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Okay. But my man, biggest issue with Adam Cole is that he's, he's being portrayed as, as like cowardly and as somebody who has to cheat to win. Whereas that's, that's, he should, he should be elevated above that. He shouldn't have to do like the whole, Oh, I need my buddies to help me win every time. There should be some decent wins for him because as, 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 as much as I can suspend my disbelief, I can't suspend it enough to think that Adam Cole would need help every match. Right. Because he's, he, I mean, look at his, look at his in-ring work. He's got great yeah. counters. He counters every move very well. And it's like, he didn't have to cheat. <laughs> he's just yeah. a winner. So I don't know. But so that's that match. We'll move on. Then they had the Jay Lethal promo against Samoa Joe. So it looks like Lethal's going after Samoa Joe. Now, I don't know if there was some back history with that or not. Well, yeah, they, they had a huge ROH, Ring of Honor right? feud for a long time. Um, and then the thing just happened at Supercard. Oh, okay. So then we got that going on. So that's pretty cool. And then we get into the match with Samoa, the big debut of Samoa Joe and Max Caster. Tammy, let's hear your notes on this one. Tammy's okay. notes. Remember, Joe is listening. Joe is listening. <laughs> well, Joe, don't worry. They won't be long. Okay, here we go. Holy moly. This man, Samoa Joe, is F-U-N. Love the A-Dub uh, rousing cheers from the crowd. Can totally get why they're excited. Woohoo! That's it. That's all my notes. I didn't even <laughs> sum well, it up. I mean, match didn't even I didn't happen get into in the technicality notes. <laughs> or anything. That's just my impression. That's what I wrote. How was the wrestle, Tammy? Was it a good wrestle, satisfactory wrestle, not so good wrestle, snack time wrestle? Which one was it? It was a rousing wrestle. Right. It was rousing. The like cheers it. and the fun. It was a rousing wrestle. I like I like Samoa Joe's power. So I thought that was really cool. The way he did that, uh, did the muscle buster to end the match was, I thought was, was really cool. And I like how he just kind of was up there. Like, I'm not going to take your shit. I'm not going to listen to your dumb rap. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just going to kick your ass. And that's the way yeah. it's going to be. So and I, fun. that's joe and that's joe and i thought it was cool you know so what, chris what do you think uh obviously i love this um i'm so excited to see joe on tv again first of all um i actually thought caster's rap was great this week um he threw <laughs> wow. in a line about joe being injury prone mm -hmm. which is from a, a series and stem of rumors and stuff of because he was always being pulled back off television. He always like, there was, there was a string of things where he was like getting a concussion and then there was this uh, other injury and then another thing. And then he was fired and released and fired and released. Uh, it, I, I, this was a very creative rap on Caster's part. Um, when he said uh, the line about why are we giving him a chance when we were winning the ratings, he was their champ referring to Joe and NXT being the champion at the time, right before uh, they pulled back and went to Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. This was really, really clever and really smart on Caster's part. And I think even Joe probably, when he heard these things, was like, oh, fuck. But you can't <laughs> show that on TV, right? right. Um, I thought it was great. 
honestly. It was just, it was really good. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a it, in a sense, it was kind of like a squash match, kind of showing Samoa Joe's power. But yeah, it, and that's Joe, though. That's like, to think we weren't going to get that with someone like Caster, you, yeah. you, you'd have to, you'd have to be silly. Um, and he absolutely destroyed. I mean, he whooped his ass, but I don't think Caster lost anything from this match either. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think so either. I think it kind of gives Caster a little bit more credibility because he kind of hung in there and, and also gave Samoa Joe credibility because Max Caster is not a small guy and he's not weak. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it, it shows that, you know, Hey, Samoa Joe's going to throw around big dudes very easily. So, I mean, so I, I loved it. I thought it was cool. I'm looking forward to see some more Samoa Joe stuff. He just seems like a, a brooding force in AEW that I'm looking forward to seeing. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, and then there's another promo, Lethal Challenges Samoa Joe. So we'll see that. That's going to be cool. And then after that, we had the Blackpool Combat promo. And I liked how they used the Slayer reference, the rain and blood. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was that was super red. Um, I, I mean, we we got to it, didn't we? We got yeah. to it later in the week. I don't need to say anything. Tammy, do you have anything to add? No, I think it's better going over for later in the week. Yeah, no, no doubt. So then we got the Sean Spears versus Captain Sean Dean match. This one, <laughs> this is always so funny because you know MJF is on the commentary. They have the security alert posters out for Wardlow, which is just hysterical. And they were bigger this this time. They were smaller what now, and then now they're bigger. And, and so that was hilarious. And then, um, but Captain Sean D comes up with the win, which I thought was hilarious. I thought that was a great way to like throw this plot line in because, you know, Sean Dean is really the only one that's technically beat MJF. Well, this is also the second time, and the same thing with the MJF match. It was due to a Wardlow distraction. Right. Although I think, no, it was Punk that distracted MJF in the Sean Dean match before, and now Wardlow's doing a distraction on Spears. It's poetry. It is. It's great. I love the way they're setting this up. I I, I just thought it was hysterical. And then, of course, Wardlow busting out throwing dudes everywhere to try to get to the ring <laughs> and when he smashed that one kid into that locker like three times and it looked like he just he just folded right after like oh that looked like it hurt that was brutal i mean someone had to have injured themselves during that whole thing i thought that was hysterical tammy what's your thoughts on this match overall all right well i will say that i have one of my first take notices of Sean Spears and his extra dramatic entrance. Oh yeah. <laughs> he does have a very dramatic entrance. It's That's way more sure. epic than called for for him. The chairman. <laughs> he's got the music, he's got the hood on. You think a music video is about to start and some dancing's going to happen or some water is going to get poured on. <laughs> so, um, I took notice of that. Um I felt like this match was all about Wardlow. That's really all it was. It was just, a, it was MJF came out. It was all about Wardlow, Wardlow, Wardlow. And then of course he's cleaning house. I love the distraction. I thought it was super fun drama and also a brilliant plan. My compliments to the chef. There you go. All right. So any more last comments on that match? I have, I have one thing I want to say. Sure. Uh, Sean Dean in the beginning of this match was getting absolutely shit whipped. Um, oh, yeah. 
I mean, he whew, he took a good beating from Spears early on through this thing. Uh, thank goodness for Wardlow, because otherwise uh, this would have been a pretty quick match, I think. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. It would have been nasty. All right. Then we go into the uh, Wheeler Yuta best friends and the beef with him and Trent. Looks like they're setting that up for the future. So that'll be cool. And we'll talk about the Yuta match later. And then, of so course, I man, Trent, I want to say Trent about, just, I have a note on that promo. Okay, go ahead. Not best friends. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? I, nothing. I was just going to say that was, it was, Trent is like, he's, hey. he's a believable character. Yeah. Um, he sold the hell out of this promo. He really did. Cause it's like his, and it's kind of been building up on BTE and all of that. So yeah, it, it's kind of cool that now this is coming to a head. Obviously they're going to have like some big match, which will be fun. And mm-hmm. um, so I can't wait to see that. Cause I mean, they're both just excellent, high flying, very nimble wrestlers. So it's going to be, it's going to be a blast to watch. And yeah. then of course we have the Sammy cards come out and I, I really, I am so I'm so disappointed with this, with Sammy and Ty Conti and this whole thing that they're pushing with them. And I think obviously it seems like a lot of the AEW fans are a little bit tired of this too, because of the amount of the booze. entire internet seems to be a little annoyed with this. Yes. And um anybody who has to watch it for any reason doesn't like it. Yeah, they don't. And I don't this is not good. Yeah. I, I did don't. see one Twitter person stick up and say, you know, what is the problem with these people? Like, and they're in love. Who hurt you? And I thought that was kind of funny because that was the first time I heard someone stick up for them. They're like, why is everyone so mad about wrestling couples? Who hurt you? And I thought it was kind of funny. So I, I wish Listen. I knew who the Twitter person that s- said it was. If I find them again, I will give them credit. But I thought that was funny. <laughs> I defended these two early on on our show when the internet originally started giving them shit just for being together and being present with each other. Right. Um, and because I thought that was stupid. I don't yeah. like their portrayal in the storylines. Um, as either. a couple, awesome. They seem super happy and stuff. Like I'm happy for both of them, really. Um, as as a story and as what they're doing with their characters currently, I think they're destroying two really great talents. They are. Yeah, I agree. And we I have notes on that later when we get into the redo. So yeah, and I no, agree I with that hundred percent. I mean, I think, and I think everybody else that's an AEW fan seems to be on board with that. They're like, "Why yeah. are they doing this? This is ah." Uh. So hey, it may culminate to something cool. It may not. Who who really knows? It's hard to say. So enough about that. So then we had the Kingston Jericho Appreciation Society Hallway Brawl. <laughs> Eddie Kingston threw a fucking TV, man. I know he threw a TV. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was excellent, Tammy. What's your thoughts? I am here for every moment of this. I loved it. I love that uh, you know, they were calling each other out. They're doing it in a great way. It's so fun. I loved the brawl. I loved um uh, uh when he got when uh, Jericho got called a coward. Um Eddie was talking big violence. And I love that he's going to get you and he's going to, he's getting Garcia and he's going to show up at Garcia's house. And I'm here for every single minute of it. Every single minute of it. And then they, oh, and then, ooh, what about that uh, Jericho bitch society comment? Did anybody catch that? Oh I yeah. Mean, there was just so many yeah, the, good. The uh, promo afterward was excellent. Yeah. Just all that stuff, all of it. I'm here for it. I think this is what, what, you know, this is the best drama that you can come up with. It feels real. 
It feels fun. It's uh, they're doing all kinds of great burns on each other. They're fighting all over the place. I love it. It was so fun. Yeah, Chris. This is an excellent continuation of this blood feud, in my opinion. We, I don't know why, but I kind of feel like this is gonna eventually end up in like a very bloody hardcore style match. Um, I think we actually have. When is it? Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus Jericho, Garcia, and Hager, which is a weird team. Obviously, Magic Daddy, Dipshit, and uh, the other guy who I still can't remember his name. Angelo. Uh, cool, hand, cool Hand, Angelo, whatever the fuck he is now. Um, they're supposed to be fighting this week on Dynamite. I don't know if this is going to be the big blow-off. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to end up – they're talking about bringing Blood and Guts back this summer. This feels like a great match to build the blood and guts. It probably is. I mean, that I've been yeah. reading that too, so it'll be a great one. That'll Long be fun. Christopher! He is blood and guts everywhere. Christopher! I love Christopher! Christopher! <laughs> On sight! On sight! Oh, my God. I was so stoked for this whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bloody feud. I've, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be great. So I, I think they did it well, man. They transitioned this into well. We were kind of like skeptical at first, and then all of a sudden Jericho turned heel, and, and the whole storyline started to really make sense. It so, got really good when this heel turn happened and then yeah. sports entertainer shit. And, oh, and this thing that happened on Rampage, we'll get to that too. Oh, right. God. Yeah. This whole thing is fucking genius. Chris Jericho is a wrestling genius. He is, he is. So then we had a hook he's promo. A sports, he's a genius sports entertainer. Oh, God. Yes, he is. After that, we had a hook promo, which, you know, okay. I, for, I, so I here's, remember this. Here's, here's what I wrote down about the, the hook segment on Dynamite. I still don't get it, but I don't think it's directed at me anyway. <laughs> I feel that way, too. I just, I just, I still don't this get is it not, This is not for your 40 and up men, I don't think. Um, I think it's for younger people. Um, I think it's more for... I think it's directed specifically towards, you know, anybody who might find this young man attractive. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with his talent or being a good wrestler. He clearly doesn't have any microphone skills yet. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, and then page one down. Page one down. <laughs> so then we had Jade Cargill come out and do her promo. This was her best promo. It really was. This was excellent. She was, she really came out. She called out a bunch of MMA. She's like all these MMA. She called a couple, bunch of people slobs. <laughs> and so she was really healing it up, ripping on the fact that Marina Shafir and Paige Van Zandt were ex MMA people. And she's ready. You to know, I think, I think this was definitely more directed at Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Um, and, and Sammy and Ty take notes. This is how you slight somebody without having a name drop. Yeah, exactly, man. I think she did a great job. And um, I'm really looking forward to this Marina Shafir match. I know it's kind of like, all right, we kind of know what the outcome is going to be, but I think it's going to push Marina over the top to like gain more fans and give her more credibility as a, as a wrestler in AEW. So Tammy, what are your thoughts on the promo? I don't have any thoughts that I haven't already been covered. Okay. Chris, anything else you want to add to that promo? No, not really. This you, you said it all. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Jade Cargill has improved uh, hand over fist in this thing with her mic skills. Um, I think oh, her work oh. with Brian Danielson is clearly showing. 
Yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing her back in the ring again, and hopefully she's a little bit smoother in the ring. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so then we had the MJF promo where he challenges Sean Dean. So we'll talk about that when that comes. And then we had the most I'm, – I'm worried about the Hardys. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. We had the Hardy match, the Butcher to Blade versus the Hardys. There was a couple of things I did not understand about this. Who wants to go first on this match? Tammy, Chris, which one? Who are you at? Who are you at? Not Chris. No, I have notes, but I no. don't know like if it's time hit, for them. Hit your notes. Let's hear. Let's hear your notes. Hit your notes. Okay. Honey. Complicated rules. I don't understand. Okay, I got it now. Tables, tables, tables. Great interference by Blade. Lots of furniture arranging going on. Fight, fight, fight. Table, chair, table. Bloody fight. Down to the blade and mat. Jeff jumps off a ladder to win. All about the furniture. Andrade appears. And Sting crashes the party. That's all I have. So my thought is, it was fun. It was a lot, but it was kind of like chaotic to me. And um, I just, is um, is this dude going to jump off a ladder every week? Because, I mean, it's impressive, but it's going to get old. Can we see some other stuff? I don't know if he's ever been off t- on TV without jumping off of something tall. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't well, know. I mean, it's impressive, you know, but uh, it just like, yeah, there was just a lot of furniture, furniture arranging, pushing people through furniture. Um, it just didn't have a central soul for me in it, but it was fun. It, it, for me, for me, it wasn't as exciting as the time, the first time that they met and then Hardy jumped off of the, like the balcony there or wherever that window was. Um, it was very confusing because I thought Jeff Hardy was disqualified. I thought he was out of the match at that point, but yeah, he wins I the match. Too. I did so too. I was very confused at that sense. As far as the, the match itself was concerned, it was looking grim for the Hardys for a while. And then they came back and they win, but there was confusion on the rules. Um, I don't know how long the Hardys are going to be able to do this. These those boys are in their mid forties, man. So it's like it's going to take a toll on them at some point. So, but yeah, Chris, what do you think? All right. <clears throat> With all due respect to the Hardys and to Butcher and Blade, because everybody gave a hundred thousand percent for this match. Oh yeah. AEW screwed this one up bad. Um, a tables match is typically. Whoever goes through a table is eliminated. They are no longer in a match. It doesn't matter. They they oversold this on commentary with a, it wasn't an offensive maneuver, so it doesn't matter. That's not how table matches work. Um, not, not any that I've ever seen. Uh, granted, I'm sure there's a bunch of indies that do stuff differently and stuff like that. Um, but any larger companies, a tables match is a tables match. You go through a fucking table, you're done. Um, and when you're done, you don't get to keep participating. Um, I was really disappointed in that aspect of this match because it made it very chaotic and it felt like a cluster the entire time. There was no, I mean, a a guy who was eliminated essentially won this match. Yeah. Uh, And that makes absolutely no sense. I think, I think this was an excellent match. I think the performers did great. I think it was a stupid fucking set of rules and it was a huge mistake because the match fell flat really because of it. Yes. It was exciting visually. Yes. It was a lot of dramatic, you know, crazy spots, 
none of it really meant anything because it was basically just four guys and a bunch of fucking tables. And that was it. Yeah. Nobody's better or worse. We had two guys get eliminated and they stayed in the fucking thing. Yeah. There's no reason for this. There was, I hope they do. I hope they push this a little bit differently next time rolling through. So. They need to at least, at least, at the very least, if if you're going to keep the offensive maneuvers only and have a shitload of table spots, cool. But it, keep the people that are eliminated, eliminated. Yeah, keep um, them out of or there. Or vice yeah. versa, you know, do the table spots that count and matter so every table spot doesn't get boring. Because then when you see somebody go through a table four or five times, it's like, well, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it at least if the tables count – Sure, everybody can participate the entire match, whatever. Don't do eliminations. Just do, you know, uh, whoever goes through that fucking table. Lap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, it was just messy. I was disappointed, but it was very physically uh, difficult, I'm sure, for all of the people involved. Absolutely. So then we have the Jurassic Express uh, promo, which I thought the funniest line Jungle Boy said, which are he called those MMA fighters. He said, you have the dumbass cauliflower ear, which absolutely cracked me up. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that, that was, was so The stupid cauliflower ears. Right. You get Why did you say cauliflower that? God damn, going for the throat for no reason. I know. <laughs> and then Christian Cage got frustrated. He walks out. And then this kind of sets up the match between uh, Red Dragon and Jurassic Express. So. Again. Yeah. Fucking again. We've already done this, right? I mean, we have done this, so we'll see how the match goes. Hopefully the match is better than the promo, so we'll see. And then after that, we had the Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa at Battle of the Belts. It looks like they're setting up. That was that promo. That was a really good vignette. That, that was, was a good vignette. Man. I like that. And then we had Hater and Tony Storm. Oh, there you go. Face to face. Ready to, like, talk shit and look, kick each other's ass. Look, look at Tony Storm right here. I mean... Yeah. Tony Storm right here. Look, yeah. look at her. She's right. like, bitch. And then Jamie's like, I will fucking crush you. So I don't know if you guys know this or not. These two have done battle previously. Okay. And if their upcoming encounters are nearly as good as their other ones, Ooh. I will watch the shit all day long. Well, yeah, I mean, they're heavy hitters. So, I mean, I could see, I could see like a really rough match and like them kicking the shit out of each other. Like, like a, almost like a Moxley Danielson type of battle. <laughs> I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty brutal. Uh, it, and it, obviously they're setting it up. So they're going to meet somewhere within the, within this Owen Hart uh, challenge here. So, but yeah, man, I think that, it might actually, cool. I think the fact that they're doing this this early, I think it might come down to the two of them at this point. Yeah, it might. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a good prediction. So it's it's about time Hater gets a little bit more push, more TV time, for so, sure. So that's cool. Um, so then we get into the Julia versus Hikaru Shida, and then Julia right off the jump starts kicking the shit out of her, and then kicks out the blondes. But then it was like a weird turn, and then Shida wins it, and it's um ah. Uh, Thoughts, Tammy. What are your thoughts? Uh, my notes are brief. I don't have a lot of thoughts about it at all. I put two angry people. Sheeta wins. Deeb comes. Deeb's comes out. Always good to see Deeb. Yeah, and then, 
And then that brings that challenge again. Now, the one thing I took notice of was the fact that Julia had a little bit more going on underneath that patch than she did the last time. There was a lot going on. Fuck a little bit. There was. There was a lot going on underneath the patch. I didn't think it was going to come off during the match, did you? Yeah, I did. Why why are they still doing Is this like an Easter egg? Right. Are we yeah. doing a slow build to her eye having the Malachi spot? <laughs> right. Yep, I do. And it's probably going like, to be a white contact lens in there, too. It's like when Jack Sparrow was hiding his hand from everybody for so long, and they finally figured, the black spot! Oh, God! Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's uh, let's just go with this shit already. We've been talking about this turn for a very long time. We have been talking about it. <clears throat> the overall match, I think, was just okay. Um, I think it could have been. Uh, I like the fact that Julia is more aggressive and a little bit mean, and she she hung in there well. She sold it well for being as young as she is. We have to keep that in mind. Like she has been doing this forever, and Julia has not been doing this for a very long time. But ha- hung in there very well, and definitely sold the match. And did not did not take away from it. Was it? It should have been more dynamic for what it was. I mean, we're we're talking about the Owen Hart tournament. You're you're talking about getting eliminated. I felt like they could have done more to make it a, a bigger deal than what it really was. Like, I mean, with Samoa Joe, that was for the Owen Hart. That was a big deal. And then this came out and it wasn't as big of a deal. It felt like, and um, I kind of wish it was a little bit more than that. So what can you do? <laughs> yeah. So then we had the swerve promo with the Hobbs and Starks and the, the, you know, how that's going to turn out. So we'll, we'll see that. I think that's on dynamite next week, right? That's that tag team. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be able to experience that powerhouse of a, of a match, which will be totally cool. I mean, there's a powerhouse shaped hole in a wall right now because of this. So um... <laughs> the battle in the locker room there, it was pretty great. He pushed him right. Through the wall. I like that. <laughs> Brian Pillman was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I had to go back and rewatch to find out who that was. Cause I was like, who was that? They sold the shit yeah. out of that. It was Pillman. <laughs> Pillman's like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Let's <laughs> crack that was good stuff. <laughs> and then we got into probably... Hold on. Before right. we get into All the right. final match on. of the I'm night. Hold on. All right. I'm holding on. Oh, name that. Oh, it is time. no. I didn't know this week. I was going to study, and I didn't. Name that, that. wrestler. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Yeah. No, I am not. Is not. I All have right, no so, idea who the wrestler is already. I already know that. Okay. For any new listeners, new viewers, the name wait, that wait. wrestler is it? Wait, wait, I need my MJF scarf. Hang on. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's got to get fucking dressed now. I have to put my yeah. MJF scarf on. Hang on. That means he's get... getting ready to be a jerk. I don't know. Pretty much. I don't need it means, a scarf. It means he's going to talk about winning <laughs> and, then, and then give excuses afterwards. Apparently. <laughs> Ooh, Putting on my you. ring. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. I'm ready. I full gimmicks on this podcast now. I got my MJF scarf on and I've got my MJF ring on. So I'm ready to go. For for you people that are listening and you can't see this, I just want to say that Rafe is absolutely the spitting image of MJF right now. You can't (laughs) even tell it's not really him. Um, Cut my music. Cut my music. (laughs) 
listen, if you're going to be this ridiculous, <laughs> we're, we're just not going to be able to do this game, okay? All right. <clears throat> Man. Uh, uh, I'll go beat him up for you. I'm going to go suplex him in the other room if you need. For new listeners and new viewers, this is a game we like to play here on the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. It's called Name That Wrestler. Basically, I list a few attributes, maybe some career achievements of an unknown talent. And uh, it is up to my co-hosts here to decide who we are talking about. Um, I don't even remember at this point what the scores are. Uh, Tammy, I'm sure you probably do. Tammy's winning. Tammy is winning. That's all that matters. Um, how? How's that? How's that? Suddenly? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just let him talk. <laughs> all right. Quiet. This particular wrestler was born in 1996 in Philadelphia, what? Pennsylvania. This individual, formerly known as Wildcat, formerly known as Silverhawk, Formerly known as Kabuki Knee. Is Kabuki what? Knee, N I. This individual has been a part of AEW, obviously. Ring of Honor, MLW, PWG, New Japan, WXW, CZW, Chikara, and Nova Pro Wrestling, Northern Virginia Pro Wrestling. This individual uses some signature moves such as the flying splash, the stinger splash, the enziguri, and the tope suicida. This particular talent has also won championships such as the CZW trifecta, the Nova Men's Commonwealth Cup, the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship, the Dojo Pro White Belt Championship, the Chikara Young Lions Cup Championship, and the ROH Peer Championship. Name that wrestler. So it's a man. It is. Can a you confirm? Can you can you say if it's a man or a woman? I know who it is. Can, it, don't it, say anything right you're now. Correct. Is it a man or a this, woman? This huh? person is male. Yes. Okay. Ray, if you say you know who it is, go ahead yes. and throw I a don't. shot in the dark. Wheeler Yuta. Is he from Fairfax after all? I said before this individual was born in 1996 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But if he won in Northern Virginia a bunch of times, he might have moved there. He might really be from Fairfax. Lots of people go where the territories burn up. <laughs> um, Come on, Tammy. Ten. Wild. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Okay, I'm just going to say Lance for dream, even though I know that's not Three, him. two, one. I said Lance. Ray says, Ray says Wheeler Yuta. Tammy says Lance Archer. The correct answer, ladies and gentlemen, Wheeler Yuta. Well done, Rafe. Well done. At least my theory's confirmed. He spent time in Fairfax. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, You did. You called that out of nowhere somehow. That's great, Rafe. Well done, sir. No, he said the ROH Pure Champion, and he was like, like that's that's he was walking in oh. with the belt. He just I don't happens know to be the ROH Pure Champion right now. 
Right. Oh my gosh, your eyes are glowing green, Chris. It's cool. No, it's because of this oh, crazy. Oh my gosh, do you see that? Can it's you see awesome. it? Yeah, it's awesome. That's wild. <laughs> All right, so I have a stump Chris question. Oh, the Slayer shirt looks cool too. Yeah. Oh, you have a question for now? me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Stump Chris. It's I have two. Is two okay? Or yeah. Just do one. Give me whatever you got. I am happy to answer if I can. Stump Chris. I have a. Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. All my oh, notes man. fell. So my questions. Come on, Tammy. I'm getting it. Oh, here it is. Okay. These are going to probably be easy for you, but I want to just shout out to somebody. I'm going to pull up their name because I got help from our fans on this. She so this did. is like, yep, I did. I so, didn't say uh, anything about getting help, but that's fine. Go ahead. No, but I, 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 um, I was asking what kind of questions I should ask. This is a goddamn conspiracy. <laughs> and Jordan at Adult of the Mind, who is a big wrestling fan, had a whole list of suggestions. So oh, these, shit. Uh, the, yeah. So these two are easy though. So we're starting out easy, and we will. Get I just want to say for the record, before you actually say anything, I am not prepared for this at all. I'm excited I, about it though. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Let's but, go. They're AEW question. It's an AEW question, and I think will be easy for you. Okay. It is. What was the opening? Uh, the opening match of AEW's first house show, and what was it called? House show. Like a daily's place, I guess is the that would be their house show, right? No, I mean a house show is typically a non-televised show. Oh, well, that's what Jordan said to ask. Well, Jesus Christ, I have no idea. The only thing that I do know is AEW's first TV tape show. The first match, I believe, was one Mr. Runaway Cody Rhodes and uh, Sammy Guevara. And what was sure? it And what was it called? Shit, I don't know. I just, I just remember that being like the first match. I, I have no idea. What is the answer to this? Okay. I'm going to tell you in a minute, but there's a second question, which you probably will know. Okay. Aren't you going to answer the first question? We you did. No, go ahead. Oh, oh, you're going to give, you're going to reveal all the answers at the end, Tammy? Yeah. It'll be a okay. whole thing. All right. There's layers to this, right? The second one is what's Excalibur's real name? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Man in the mask. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, oh, shit. we stumped Chris. Okay. Damn. So the That's first something one, I used to know, too. AEW's first ever house show. I looked it up. Gets a name. The house always wins. Oh, okay. okay. And what was the match? The first match I'm looking up. Looking it up? What? What is happening right now? I'm looking up the answer for you. I don't Come know. on, Tammy. You've got no graphics. Cody. I don't know how to do graphics. <laughs> Be a little more professional next time. Shit. I will. Well, I'll get her prepared. I'll I gotta get her prepared. know. I gotta know. 
I think it was Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus Matt and Matt Mike Seidel. At a first house show, the house always wins. Very interesting. Very interesting. That sounds like a good match, too. It does. Omega and, and, and Mr. Nakazawa. Uh, that was a fun thing. Um, so what we'll, we'll do is... is that's really yeah. interesting. What is Excalibur's fucking name? <laughs> so I am going to ask Jordan at Adult of the Mind to follow up with the correct answers, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but I just want to double check. So we want to okay. thank Jordan for participating. Jordan could have gone on and on with lots of questions. So we might want to invite Jordan on sometime to yeah, but, see if- Whoa, whoa, what's Excalibur's name? Okay. <laughs> you can't leave everybody hanging. That's true. I can't. I mean, I can Google it real quick if you want. I'm doing it right now. What do you, you should have. To... Why would I write it down when I can just look it up quickly on my phone? But it's never quickly on your phone with you. You His got name like... is Mark Letzman. It, that was quick, Rafe. So hush. It's what? Mark. Mark Letzman. Letzman. M A R C. And then last name is L-E-T-Z-M-A-N-N. He was born in on July 16th, 1980 in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, All right. so he's he's a little older than me. Okay. Let's man. Uh, let's move the fuck on from that, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a what a great name he has. No wonder he fucking wears a mask and goes by Excalibur. <laughs> Let's uh, let's not fucking talk about that. Okay. <laughs> the final match on Dynamite. Rafe, you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank oh. you so much for doing that. That was really cool. I really like. I will try oh. harder with my answers next time. But I did look up the answer, and I think I got it confused. I, I think I got it confused with the first match at Daly's, but right, the, the house was different, and they specifically said the first ever AEW house match, there was an article about it that said it was That's the really house always yeah. um, The one request I have for next time is to please have your answers ready in advance. Yes. I will. I will, I will. Just to avoid you know some I, dead space. You know, it takes me five episodes to get my shit together, so. Right, and that's, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> As good and fun as these questions were, let's let's have the answers with those questions next time. Yeah, I I thought she did. She's like, ah, she's all excited. I'm gonna ask these questions. It's gonna be great. And I'm like, okay, this will be smooth. And she doesn't have the answers. I'm like, what? Because how do you not have the answers? I was just gonna look it up on my phone in real time. What? Oh man! I'm like, how? Hey, I live outside the box thinking, okay? I just- Way all, outside I, the box. You live fucking so I, far outside the we box. We have phones. We can look stuff up instantly. We don't need to write Somebody it down. Somebody throw you a, a fucking compass to get back into the box. That's how far outside the box you are. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my all right. Goodness. Final all match right. on Dynamite. What was it? Oh my I gosh. I don't know. It was because FTR. My notes are all mixed up now. It was FTR versus the Bucks, man. That was this was a oh, fucking yeah. awesome match, man. I thought this Most was great. Dramatic match of the week for me. Oh, yes, for sure. 
This was absolutely my most dramatic match. Um, it was, I think this was a tie between Yuta and Mox in this one for me. For me, anyway. Yeah, that was also on my list of uh, runner-ups was the Yuta Mox match, but we'll talk about that. Um, and also the the Butcher Blade Hardy's match was very dramatic, although not so fun as far as rules and etc. Exactly. But man, this match kicked ass. I thought this was so much so fun. good, so fucking good. It was so much fun. The way that they used each other's moves and then did the counters. I mean, that was just it was this was pure entertainment. This was like the best of the I feel like this was like the best of the best of the tag teams wrestling each other and putting on a spectacular show. Before we get into Chris's opinion. Tammy, you got any notes on this? I know this is pretty late in the night, so it is. So they're harder to read, but uh, hopefully you wrote it down. (laughs) Hopefully, (laughs) she's like, "What's this match?" Well, you know that has happened. (laughs) That has happened. I'm just giving you shit. What did you write? Because I want to hear your notes for this one. All right. First of all, I took notice of FTR's new ensemble and I I'm here for it and I think I would like a t-shirt with those stripes and the FTR very nice jackets she so, did NWO inspired yeah. uh, NWO mm-hmm. inspired. uh the new world the, order the most popular <laughs> I I know nothing remember I'm the person that doesn't the know the most anything. popular faction in professional wrestling history really the nwo yes never heard of them yes. one mr hulk hogan maybe you've heard of him <laughs> i uh, have heard was of a him. member of this faction the legendary rest in peace scott hall a member of this faction okay <laughs> sting <laughs> at one point was their biggest enemy this literally carried wcw for like five years the nwo but it's fine it's fine you don't need to know that that's why you're here to school me on these things and all the rest of the people that are new because I have no freaking idea, no point of reference. I don't even know the answers to my own questions that I ask you. So that's shout out to anybody here. listening or watching that knew that those were inspired by NWO style gear. Uh, cool gear. So finish, Tammy. So, what do you got? Cash Wheeler has a strong shove. Furry headband in the crotch? Who's that? The throw, them thrown about. What up, Dax? Cash counter as well against both. Not sure who will win. I like it. All great. A bunch of two counts. Now they sit with arms locked? Sorry, but we all saw it. It was a three count for Dax. And for Wheeler, too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I thought the Bucks had it. Boat shoves. Cash last minute. More spitting? Oh, FTR wins. Woo! That's hilarious. More <laughs> spitting. Ugh. All right, now we have to have the uh, rating for this one as well, Tammy. Yeah, what's the wrestle on this? I would say it was a delightful wrestle. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> delightful wrestle. I like the, the uh, furry headband in the crotch. She Good goes, stuff. what was that? Did you remember that at all? Do you know what he did? Or do you just wrote it down and forgot what Who it was? Who are you asking? You, Tammy. No, there, there was... I kind of sort of vaguely remember it. 
He oh, took, man. He took Nick Jackson's headband and he stuffed it in his pants and then threw it back at him and hit him in the face with it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're like acting like it's the first time you heard it. Yeah, but this is why I'm saying it was a delightful wrestle. There was comedy. There was like some put together outfits. There was great wrestlers. I feel like FTR earned this. They did. They did. And I feel like uh, they've been making some shifts that I like. So uh, that's why it was all great. It was, I had a lot. Chris, what are your thoughts, man? I... uh, this was by far my favorite match of the week. Um, definitely one of the best matches, I think, in recent months as far as televised on an AEW program. Um, I, I, I can't say anything that probably wouldn't be said uh, about watching something like this. I mean, there's just so many excellent pieces of this thing the gear throwing back and forth and all of the the uh the uh the the nastiness between these two teams the bitterness it it was felt through each and every piece of this thing this was the match that we deserved 18 months ago uh when ftr first came over and it was the Young Bucks FTR thing. This had been a big feud that had been building on the internet for years, really. Um, the reason they're called FTR is because of the Young Bucks. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. There was this big thing on BTE for a long time. Uh, it was F the Revival, which is what they used to be. Um, so they changed it and eventually took it and made it great. And it's FTR now. And then there was all these quote, well, does it mean fear the revolution, fear the revolt, this, that, and the other thing? No, it's always been, look, they said F the revival for so long, we're FTR now. Uh, And this was like the ultimate payoff for me as somebody who was so disappointed in what happened with these two teams originally. Um, And even all of the men in this match have gone on interviews and everything else and said, this is not really what we thought was going to happen. We wanted to build this better. We wanted to do it bigger. We wanted this, that, and that. They finally got it. Uh, It was like a love letter to professional wrestling fans everywhere. Whether you like the high flying shit and all that stuff, tag teams, Young Bucks does that stuff the best. Whether you like old school, solid, slam you in the dirt kind of wrestling, FTR does that best. We got the best of the best. This was everything for me. I have nothing else to say. I, I concur. I mean, I thought I, I this was worthy of a pay-per-view match. And I thought that I would have paid for this match because that's how good this match was. Um, I mean, they're, it was just professionals doing their job and doing it great. And um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I mean, and it's going to go down in history. I mean, people are going to keep talking about this match for a while, I think. Um, What do you think of the fact that now FTR has two belts? Are they going to get the third belt? You remember I said last week they might be the new belt collectors. I really, really hope they have three titles on at some point. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that that's going to happen. They so fucking deserve this, man. Yeah. Tammy, what do you think? What do you think about the third belt that them pulling the AEW tag belts? I don't feel as strongly as Chris does. I don't know. I'm I'm a question mark on it. Like, we'll see. It depends on who they're they're fighting out the belts for. So I don't know. Nice. So that wraps up dynamite for this week. There's going to be another dynamite next week. That's going to be very exciting. I'm going to be delayed on that one. I'll be a day late on it because I'm going to a hockey game. So, but it should be. 
should be a very exciting dynamite next week. And then we've got a live rampage. And then we also have a live battle of the belts next week. There's a lot going on next week. So there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. So we'll figure out how we're going to do the schedule. So let's kick it into rampage. Chris, why don't you start it off? Wow. What, what, a what a, Oh God, this was an excellent episode of rampage. Was it not mm-hmm, by yeah. far the best in months? Yes. Um, there there's rumors that they stacked this thing up for ratings because ratings haven't been that great for the show or whatever. Um, and honestly, if you put a TV show on at 10 o'clock at fucking night on a Friday, anyway, you're already fighting a losing battle. Um, yes. So the fact that this was so excellent and so great, cool. Do this every fucking week and people will watch. Um, I didn't watch this until Saturday morning and I was kind of floored. I was like, damn, I should have watched this last night. But normally when I watch Rampage and it's on Friday, I'm like, I'm tired. This is boring. I don't want to watch this. This was so good. It made me wish I watched it live, which is a huge compliment to any wrestling show. Um, For me to feel like, oh, I really wish I would have watched this live because I've seen it all. You know what I mean? So to feel like I missed something. Excellent. Uh, first match on this one, Trent versus Brian Danielson. My goodness. Rafe, what did you think? I thought that at times it was a little bit clunky, but still pretty relentless. Um, uh, I, I mean, this was like technique out the Yazoo for both of these guys. And of course, Danielson's just a beast. And the man, they took a beat. You could hear the slaps. You could see the techniques going it and just it felt like it felt like pain. It felt like a, an a, an leave morning. <laughs> like I need to take like four leave to get through this. Um, some of the stuff, man, I was so I mean, Trent's how they pull off like going after Trent's neck and not really hurting Trent's neck is beyond me. It's just Brian's like, neck too. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of times where he did a suplex and almost like a German suplex and I like almost cracked his skull open a couple times, man. Uh, I mean, he, and then there was one time where Trent just fell right on Danielson's head. And I was like, Oh my God, that he just knocked him the fuck out. I was like, this is it, but no. Uh, and so, but it was a great back and forth. And then, you know, the way that they ended it with like this nasty tap out and, and Trent just like, there's no way he's going to quit until they, till Danielson completely knocks him out. I thought that was a great storyline. I really, really enjoyed this friend, uh, this whole, this whole match. I thought it was really cool. So. Tammy. Uh, I have a lot of notes here. Let's see. Uh, Let's hear them. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Hopefully I can read them right into some serious wrestling. And then I actually put wrestling um, hang in front chancery move. I don't even means, but I uh, wrote it for some reason. Hanging front chancery move. Is that one that exists? Chancery. What are you saying? It's just slow down time. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Chancery. <laughs> I like it. Are we in England in like King Henry the Eighth time? I, mean, I can't it? explain. I just wrote it in the in the mo- moment. I don't know. That was it's all real time. I don't know what that means. Hanging front chancery move? Question mark. That's what I wrote. I like it. That's got to be a new signature. Don't hmm, be surprised what? if that shows up on Real or Fake one week. Okay. Well, I don't know what I wrote. It might be real or fake. I don't know now. Hmm. Lots We're of technical going on with these two. I'm enjoying this wrestle. No picture in freaking picture. 
legal super dissing best friends. Trent holding up well to the brutal Danielson. Very exciting. Can both of them beat up Garcia? Would love to see them beat up Garcia. This probably just came up as a thought in the middle. I don't know. Was Garcia around? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I was. I think I was wishing this to happen you in the middle of him. all of this. I was, you hate I think him. It should have been you, Garcia. It should have been you. She hates that bastard so much that she's and like both wishing. Of them beat up Garcia. Would love to see them beat up Garcia and the other guy who hangs out with Squarehead Matt. Is his name Jeff? Anyway, back to the match. Wonderful display of moves and counters. I can see why Chris likes Trent. I was sold on Danielson when he beat up Garcia. Ooh, angry, angry, angry face by Danielson. It's kicking the head time. Trent's done, but he hung in very well. An excellent wrestle. <laughs> yes. Tammy, I have a request. And I, obviously, you're probably not going to do it every time. But if you could just write down your wrestle rating at the end of every okay. match from now on that would be okay. great i, I want to hear that final thought of the wrestle level is you know from okay. from yawn to uh stupendous or whatever your scale is going to be i love that there's so many different variations of it too you can't go wrong you cannot okay. go wrong it has a lot of emotions of the wrestle like there's a lot yeah. of emotions to it yeah Oh man, this was a brutal match, you guys. Um, oh, it was. <laughs> Trent really, really did a great job here, though. Uh, I mean, Brian Daniel. Uh, okay, Brian Danielson was playing with his food in this one. Yeah. Um, he was sort of just giving Trent a little punishment, and then kind of looking at him, seeing how he was handling it. This felt very. Uh, it felt very what they were doing to Wheeler Yuta. Um, which is weird because of the whole Yuta Trent thing that's happening right now. Are we getting a a a Blackpool Combat Club or Black? What is it called? Yeah, Blackpool it. Combat Club, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Are we are we getting a Blackpool Combat Club takeover of Best Friends? We may. That's a, that's that's a that's a good thought. You know, wouldn't that be interesting? Um, be very cool. But man, we are relieved not to see group hugs anymore. You got to give the people what they want, Tammy. You got to give the people what they want. Uh, I mean, Trent Trent just, he was, this was amazing. Um, and yes, Tammy, correct. You should see why I love Trent based on this match because holy shit, did he take a beating. Uh, and by the way, mm -hmm. I took notice of Trent's tights in this one. Ooh. Super cool tights. Lots of uh, neat little artwork scattered throughout. I think this ties in with the whole uh, the piece of shit that Wheeler Yuta was on there a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, fucking fantastic. I, Jesus Christ, so good. So it was. Good. It was a very good match. There was, I mean, not much to say. I mean, they definitely brought it for Rampage, and this was a good match. So then after that, we had a, um, a Lexi Nair with Hook. And oh, he's fucking eating again. He's got some chips. Wow. He's eating his chips. Danhausen comes out of the garbage can, curses him. It doesn't affect him. He throws the chips in there. Danhausen eats the chips. Okay. Um, then we moved on to Scorpio Sky. And then we've got the whole 
promo with Scorpion Sky. You got Ethan Page out there. You got Dan Lambert. And then, of course, Sammy and Ty come out. There were so many boos. Everybody was booing them. To, for them to almost make Lambert into a baby face was amazing because nobody was liking Sammy and Ty. And then we've got this big promo and they're going off. And then I loved how Ethan Page says that they're a pro PR disaster, which I thought was just, that's perfect. I wrote that down too. I thought that was great. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, what did you think, Tammy? Uh, the hook promo was another yawn fest. Um, Dan Housen, of course, the most entertaining part of that, but um, only slightly. Uh, Scorpio Sky, he's a good wrestler, but he does not entertain me. I mean, you're right. He had a good line. I'm, I'm not an improvement. I know we like it's no use to rehash this whole Sammy Tay thing. This was my redo for the week as far as storyline goes. Like, um, you know what? Like you, you said it, Rafe. Like it's so interesting because we don't know who the heel is here, and I just miss Sparkly Dancy. Ty Conti like I thought she was really on a, a route there and this is sort of a distraction and I don't understand the storyline I don't mind the relationship so much um like if I was to redo this storyline I would have to think all long and hard about it but um I would have their the couple's past cross only occasionally and still keep them on their independent trajectories instead of just with each other. I mean, you could really do like a star-crossed lovers kind of storyline that would be a little bit more deep and exciting. I just think like this, like if they had something like, I would like to see also them being less, uh, everybody's a very sexist and misogynist in all these promos. And it isn't one or the other. Lambert's known for that. But then um, Sammy also is a little too. And it's just like too much back and forth with all this. And it takes away from the good wrestlers they are. They could have grittier storylines. If they want to turn heel, they could do it in such a more complex way. So I'm going to think about what those ways could be and what that could look like. Um, Cause they're all great wrestlers, but they need more complex stories to tell. And, and uh, smack, I don't understand what the beef actually is between all of them either. Like they just don't like each other. People are smashing up cars, calling each other names. It doesn't have any, um, so it's not solid into anything. So um, that's what I feel about that. It's just, I feel like I don't want to jump on the bandwagon and be like, oh, we just all just don't like them. All of a sudden, we do like them. We don't like the storyline that they're currently in. We know they're both better than that. And also, when you put two people together and you, you create a couple, it takes away from their individual careers at times. So it would be so much better to have them doing their own thing and then, you know, team up in certain very specific scenarios that make a lot of sense. This doesn't make sense. It's just people calling each other names. It's not even very intelligent the way they're doing it. You know, they could just do better. Mm. So that's how I felt. Yeah, agreed. Yep. So, so then we move on to Jericho names QT Marshall, the sports entertainer of the week. I thought that, that was, was fun. That was brilliant. What was this? So funny. So good. It was. Jesus Christ. And the vignette they put together for it. Yes. Oh. Oh, this was Loved gold, it. you guys. That was gold. total gold. It was total gold. And I love how he so picks fun. he picks QT, which is great. Out of all the people. Of all people. He picks QT Marshall. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jericho's a genius. 
really so is. good. I was like, it's so good. Oh, and then we get to into be the- fair though, he's not wrong. No. QT is one of the most sports entertainer style performers in AEW. Today. Oh, yeah, he is. So True. he hit the nail on the head. He did for sure. So then we get into Swerve versus QT. Um, Chris, why don't you start this one off? I know you're a big Swerve fan. I really am. Um, so, okay, I had no reason to care about this match or be invested in it, right? Uh, and it wasn't a squash per se, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a Swerve showcase, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Swerve had, you know, he maintained control through most of this thing. Uh, he got the win, obviously. The stuff that happened after, whatever, we're, we're pushing this whole Hobbs and Starks, Swerve and Keith Lee, four people who I don't think need to be associated in teams at all or in a group conflict. I love this match because Swerve did great things here. Um did. And, and, and good for QT, too, uh, managing to somehow stay on TV and be relevant with all of this, these, these new signings and this roster getting stacked up. QT was an excellent thing to throw out here and say, here, here's a good match for, for Swerve that doesn't necessarily mean a lot, but at the same time means something to AEW audiences, right? Um, without having, like, high stakes or anything, it still felt like, this means something. What that something is, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I've really enjoyed this one. I don't know. How did you guys feel? I, I like this match a lot because it really kind of got, you really, see, QT is like, he's basically the trainer of everybody. We know this, right? He's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the, the guru of wrestling moves. He teaches all the young people. And the cool part about this that I liked the most was the fact that this was this was a way for Swerve to really show his moves with someone that's a professional that can accept those moves and make them look very good. And so yeah. that's what I really enjoyed the most about this match. I didn't really, at that point, I didn't really care what it meant because I knew it kind of meant nothing when it came out. Now, first of right. all, QT is a very good heel. And I think people underestimate how good of a heel he is. He's, he's really good and people really, he comes off really hated. And so it yeah. keeps up that attitude. And I like that about QT, um, but he's also a super professional, which is really awesome. And so it shows, it really showed how good Swerve was and is, especially when he was doing like a lot of his rope work and a lot of just a lot of his moves and a lot of counters. And I thought that that yep. really gave, gives Swerve to the new audience of AEW uh, a lot more, a lot of credibility if they had never seen him before. So yeah. that's the, that's why I like this match overall, even if it didn't mean anything at all, it just really showcased swerve in a very good way. What do you think, Tammy? Um, I thought it was uh, my, basically the end of my notes is it was a lighthearted fun wrestle. <laughs> A lighthearted, fun wrestle. You know, uh, like you said, no heavy stakes, but great performers, uh, great showcase. Um, In my notes, I mentioned things like starting out with fun fun with flips and rolls. So a lot of people were flipping and rolling. Uh, Swerve did a perfect flip out of the ring and landed on his feet, which I thought was cool. And he turned around and and, uh, Camarado and Solo were just perfectly stationed right there looking at him. 
So I thought that was like so fun and cool. And um, I love that uh, Swerve wasn't playing around and QT has his skills though. So, uh, and I liked when Swerve was pumping up the crowd a lot. So there was a lot of like crowd, the crowd was really great at Rampage this week, I noticed. Um, or, or just even at Dynamite too, there was just a lot of enthusiasm this week. So, uh, and then I put, uh-oh, Stark's interrupting. Uh, and then uh, he challenges Swerve, leave. I don't know. I like, I like, I, I agree. They don't all need to like team up against each other, but they all make sense to go up against each other in whatever way it happens, whether it be singles, whether it be um, tag teams or whatever. Like it just, it does make sense for all these people to come up against each other. And there's a lot of fun there. So mm-hmm. Very that's fun. what I thought. I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's fair. Rafe, I want to piggyback on something you said real quick about QT. Um he really is a great like kind of oh we need a foil for so and so we need a we need a dynamic person who is a believable heel to go against whoever for any match on any week on any show. QT is a great person to go to for that because he you're right he has that kind of built in heel sort of persona and quality that just makes people not really want him to win anything but also not be offended by looking at him and, and having him on TV, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, he, he does his job. Excellent. He's excellent at his job. Excellent at it. So then we got into the uh, Ricky swerve, you know, the Wednesday night showcase with Hobbs and Starks. That's going to be a very powerful dynamic match. That'll be fun. And then we went into Maria Shafir's promo. Which I like problem. Her. The problem. She She's is the, the problem, problem, baby. Yes, she yes. is. This I was a great her. vignette. And she I is fierce, her. man. She's fierce. And I like I love it. Her. And then we roll into the uh red velvet versus willow. Now, this was this was surprising to me. And I thought the, the reason it was so surprising is because Willow was super popular, way more popular than I thought she was going to be. I mean, she basically overshadowed Red Velvet. And, like, Red Velvet seems to be, like, people seem to dig her in AEW. But at this particular Rampage, she wasn't getting that pop like Willow did. And I was just hoping one time that Tony Khan would flip this and that Willow could win it and there would be an upset and you could start a whole new storyline between the two of them and how Red Velvet got burned and had to get her revenge against Willow. It would have been really cool if they did that, and I would have liked that a lot. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. You know, uh, Willow dominated the match for the most of the part, and then, of course, Red Velvet came in at the end and then got booed for winning. So, Tammy, let's start with you. Well, I think what's really interesting is how a Ruby Soho came on and, and was winning early on, doesn't win as much anymore. And, you know, everybody just loved Ruby and Ruby could win against people that had been there for a long time, but Willow didn't. So that's interesting, like who makes that decision and why, because obviously the crowd was really rooting for her. So it's, I don't know, there might be a reason, but it's just like some people come on, they're really popular. They get to win like right out the gate from veterans in AEW and then other people don't get that. So um, there might be a longer storyline. We don't know though. So um, I feel like Red Velvet's plateaued in her character and storyline development, probably no fault of her own. I, I like to watch her wrestle. I love, she really zooms around like a, like a, like a bee or a dragonfly. You know what I mean? Like the way she moves around the ring is really unique to her. 
So, um, yes, I think it, like she has a lot there. Um, so this was a great opportunity for Willow. And, um, but, you know, Willow just has a vibe. And that's the thing is like, some people just have it. They just have that. Just like Keith Lee came out immediately and was like, I didn't even have to see him wrestle. I already loved him. Some people just have that vibe, you know, and Willow totally has star quality vibe. So um, she's fun. She's strong. She's delightful. And um, she did get some almost pins on, on RV. Um, so in my notes, I was like, come on, Willow, we know you got it in you. And then when she lost, I put boo, Willow should have won. But RV is a professional and she's tough. So be it, but not for long. Yeah, Chris. My prediction is like Willow's going to start winning some. What, what, what gauge wrestle? What's your wrestle score on this one? So this one was, I mean, it's hard on this one. I, I, it was, because it was Willow though, I would say it was a happily whimsical wrestle. You know, like it was just her and her energy and her vibe. Red Velvet was just there as a prop for her whimsical wrestling on Rampage, you know? she's happy you know <laughs> i just feel like she's a whimsical it's a it was a it was a it was a delightful whimsical wrestle nothing more nothing less very candy very cotton candy wrestle <laughs> i mean they were both strong at what they did but it was just a vibe of willow it was just all about willow being delightful everybody loving her wanting to see her happy she was there red velvet was secondary chris uh uh, he's taking a drink, and here he goes cracking his knuckles. All right, All right. Uh, you're both absolutely right about several things with this match. Um, we have Willow coming off a hot streak. She was the interim women's championship holder uh, at the the very last sort of first show for ROH. Um, moving into this thing with Red Velvet. Now, Red Velvet, is she does have some momentum. They're finally taking her out of this storyline with Layla Hirsch, which we haven't talked about her yet. Uh, we will in a minute. Um, they're, they, I, I get the vibe they're trying to push her. This was absolutely not the correct time or the place for this. Um, mm. Willow, hands down, should have won this match. The crowd knew it. The internet knows it. Wrestling fans everywhere know it. I don't know if you guys know this. This has been a big story this week. Um, there's a no, lot of people pissed off about the results of this match. Uh, and, and for good reason. Red Velvet is great at what she does. She's still very new and very kind of... We're, we're still giving Red Velvet a chance to see if she's going to pull back the, from this whole storyline they've had her in. Her gimmick is sort of falling flat. She's exciting to watch in the ring, but there's not much more to it than that. It's very rare she's on a microphone. Um, there's still a lot of pieces that need to be put in place. Uh, I I'm not going to ramble about this for too long. Willow should have won this thing. This is my redo of the week. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. And then after this, we've got the Tony Nese promo, which I thought was very interesting, and Smart Mark Sterling intervening, and now... Is he teaming up? Does this mean you thought Nies? this was interesting? Yeah, you didn't like it, ah, did you? Fuck. You don't like Nice, do you? Gives a shit. Fuck oh, Nice is out. 
But I I think that it's a good match between those two to, to pair up because they both have a certain level of jerk jerks. Like they're both like the same kind of jerk. So like I do think totally this is a very good sense. pairing. It yeah. is. And if we throw MJF in the mix with Nice, imagine that. <laughs> no, no, oh. there's not room. For, oh, not room for them. Uh, Too many he, egos. MJF needs to rebuild this pinnacle pretty quickly. I don't know. Yes, he does. Tony Nice might be a great side man with uh, Sean Spears over there. Yes, he might. Hadn't thought about that till right now. Thanks. Take, take a note. I might be. I'll be right, right back. I'm taking a quick break, but you all, all can right, talk all right. about yourself. No, 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 no. Let's, no let's break. Well, now we get to a very major match. Do we? Yeah. This oh, is yeah. it. After that promo, we got into... Oh, it's real no! or fake time. Not Whoa! yet. My bad. It's real or fake. That was a swerve. <laughs> It's time for real or fake. Oh, shit. All right. Listeners and viewers, if you're new here, this is a game that we like to play on the show. It's called Real or Fake. Basically, I give the names of three wrestling moves, and it is Tammy and Rafe's decision as to which one is fake. There's one fake. There are two real names. Are we ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. So yep. excited. So excited. Okay. Okay. Uh, real or fake? High fly flow. Everything is evil. Samoan bomb. High fly flow. Everything is evil. Samoan bomb. Okay. I'm going to say Samoan bomb is the fake one. High fly flow. Tammy is correct. The correct answer is Samoan bomb. That is a totally made up move. Wow. So we've Look, got one for one this week. I'm calling smart Mark Sterling. I can't, I can't take losing anymore. Good luck. He can hey, I want to let everyone lawyer. know. <laughs> I want, I want to explain something to everyone here in case you don't already know. We're like the Goldilocks and the three bears here. There is different levels of understanding and being participating in wrestling. Chris knows the most. He's the most knowledgeable. Rafe no, is doesn't. sort of a little bit knowledgeable. Well, I mean, out of the three of us. Sort of Chris a little bit. the biggest bit. mark. I'm sort Chris of a little bit. Chris knows the most out of all three of us. Trust me on that one. That's why he can do these games. Um, Rafe like, kind of liked wrestling when he was younger got away from it and has now renewed his passion and I know zero. So I'm less than a year into any wrestling at all. So this is, this is, I think helpful to know when we get these questions, it's because that's where we're the place that we're coming. Like we don't know a whole lot. And so it's like, there's maybe five years down the line, we won't be able to play this anymore because we'll know more, but right ah. now we're at a stage where we don't. So unless that they feels keep like developing. A challenge. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I just wanted everyone to kind of know where we're coming from when we're answering these questions. It's because we're new. Is uh, Rafe, are you pretending to be frozen? Or are you no. in frozen? fairness? In fairness, Rafe does excellent on the uh, real or fake challenges. Typically. Uh, excuse me. I've been winning most. No, you do. Uh, uh. 
say maybe it's 50 50 right now with, it the, is with the real or fake. The no, name that wrestler, though, uh, Rafe, if I'm not mistaken, you've gotten like two name that wrestlers already, right? Yeah. Yep. I've Kenny got Omega one. And Wheeler Yuta. There is something to be said for somebody who studies. That is true, but you know what? I live my life like in Tammy, you're going off guts and guesses, and that, I mean, come on. (laughs) There is something to be said. You have a natural instinct for this sort of stuff, so (laughs) cheers to you. Oh, my favorite, my favorite old school wrestler from back in the day, George the Animal Steel, baby. Okay. That was unsolicited. Nobody asked him who it was, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyone that, that eats big, the- bald, weird-looking bastard. He looked like he looked like the guy from the Goonies. Uh, uh, what, uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, how do we not know his name? <laughs> Fucking George the Animal Steel. That's his name. <laughs> was it that dude? Like, didn't he have Chunk? a green Is it Chunk? Chunk? And he was really hairy. No, no Chuck was the kid, the trouble shovel kid. kid. What was the the freaky guy's name i don't remember it doesn't matter same thing same thing we don't have to kill time on that all right okay Wheeler, Man, are, are you guys are you guys enjoying these games are these good yeah, yes, I, I, love like this. I love them okay, I love this okay. Them. as long as we all agree i'm winning well real quick let me ask you um we've already talked about a lot of most dramatic matches did everybody get their most dramatic match out for the week yes yes no i'm about to say it is, it, it, is, is it the about. one we're about to discuss? Okay, yes. fair enough. Um, took notice, Tammy, you took notice of a lot of things this week. Uh, Rafe, you took notice of a couple things. Um, I think we've covered that pretty well. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm going to say, I took notice of uh, FTR having so much love in the arena um, in they that did. Young Bucks yeah. match. They had a lot of love. They had chance the entire time. I don't know where their fan base has suddenly come from. Uh, six months ago, I would have told you absolutely not. Young Bucks are going to get all the chance and all the love from the from the crowd. Everybody wanted FTR to win this thing. So kudos to FTR for getting as over as fucking humanly possible. Hell yeah. Um, best story angle of the week. Uh, we've talked about a lot of bad stories and bad angles. Did you guys really have a best story or a best angle that's happened this week? I did. Go ahead, Tammy. I like what's going on with the the uh, Yuda Trent, uh, them kind of like not wanting to be best friends. But then, like, I thought it was so interesting that both of them had big matches with the Blackpool Club, or is that what they're called? Blackpool Club. Blackpool Club. Um, Black I just learned Pool how to make Co- myself like, disappear. Yes, there's something Sorry. interesting going on that I really like this story angle because I don't, I kind of like see some of what's happening, but there's elements of surprise because why are they courting both of them and then they don't like each other? So that was my, I like that. I like the story angle. I really do. And that they're getting tested and, but they're also beefing with each other. I think it's unique as far as the storylines I've seen in the past year. I haven't seen something quite like this where it's like they're being tested by these like, amazing wrestlers if they got what it takes to be part of them but also they don't like each other too it's like how is that all gonna work so that's that that's to me was mine i had the exact same thing so rafe what did you have pretty i mean that was that was really it i i i was thinking a lot about how they're gonna because they've been talking about their recruitment into the blackpool combat club and so um 
I, I thought that that was really cool the way, the way that they're doing this. And I'm curious to see how it's going to go. And I don't, and I don't see it being predictable because it doesn't seem like it's predictable. Cause like that one match where Brian Danielson had like when he was wrestling Lee Moriarty, I figured, okay, this is Lee Moriarty's chance to get into the Blackpool combat club. And it wasn't, but is it going to come around again? Yeah, maybe it might. I don't know, but I thought that so, that was pretty cool. So, so I have a theory. Um, okay. I was kind of messing around a little bit earlier with the whole Blackpool combat club takeover of best friends. Um, it, a great way to finish off this Wheeler Yuta Trent feud and to give it some stakes and to give it some pomp would be, um, all right, Wheeler, you've passed the test. All right, Trent, you've gotten through Danielson. Here's Mr. Moxley. You've both, you've both gone through our guys, right? Now it's between you two. Who's going to make it into the Blackpool combat club. Ooh, that might be, that might be it too. That's my, that's my real theory here of, I hope they do that with this story because I think that would make for an excellent uh, final payoff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would at be least great. For, at least for these two. Um, and moving forward, maybe maybe that's something they could incorporate with other feuds as well. I like that. I like that. I hope that I hope that comes to fruition as well. I thought that that that's a very good theory. That's cool. I'm not sure it will, but that'd be cool, right? Those are it good would. stakes. Do yeah, you want to be in with Mox and Danielson? Yeah, that's cool. Nice. So let's talk. I'd like to add to that. I'd like to add to that. You just gave me an idea just based on you talking. It was what if there was like trials and tribulations you had they have to go through, not just fighting each other, but like remember the labors of Jericho that MJF put Chris. I was just gonna say, you mean like like the labors? Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. I I like it. That would be definitely fun. So let's get into this match. Woo! I was a little worried about old Wheeler. I thought he was he was gonna bleed out on us. Holy shit! <laughs> Bleeding like a stuck pig. Who who I think it was Taz on commentary who said stuffed pig. Stuffed pig. Uh, I almost died when I heard that. <laughs> so funny. But man, this was brutal. This was a bloody mess. This was. An epic, epic match, an epic battle. This puts Yuta over the top, over the top of toughness, of credibility for being a wrestler. Um, to, way to sell a beating, way to sell a back and forth between a, a total pro like John Moxley. Um, puts him up, up in the, uh, up into the, to the scene. Even one of my friends was like. Who the fuck is Wheeler Yuta? Who Tammy convinced to start watching wrestling again? Who was a big wrestling fan before? He's like, who the fuck is Wheeler Yuta? Like, oh my god, this guy here. So I mean, I think that's, that's drawing people in. Drawing people in. So I think like that says a lot right there, just with that statement. Like, wow, this guy Wheeler Yuta is something else. This was a great match to watch. I haven't watched this in five, six years, and now this is I, I come to watch this match, and it's excellent. So, you know, you guys may be able to parlay this thing into some kind of financial benefit. You keep you keep pulling people into the AEW audience. You got to talk to Tony Khan about this. Uh, I mean, you're right down the street. Just head over to his office and say, hey, man, uh, is there like a finder's fee for new fans? Because, you know, just saying, just saying. We'll get we'll get nothing from Tony Khan, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
kidding. <laughs> he likes to throw it around. He's buying yeah. companies left and right. He's just hiring everything. I mean, right. come on. I'm available for hire. That's funny. <laughs> so before we like, we'll let Chris comment on this. Tammy, do you have notes? Do you want to you want to comment on this, Matt? I have like a lot of notes. So I don't know if you want Chris to go first. On the Udamatch? No, let's hear the notes. Okay. They, you know, I, I start to run out of room and then it gets to be scribble. So it might not be like smooth, but here That's it how is. you know they're good. So, so with, uh, but I want to explain to listeners, viewers, however they're receiving this information. Oh, here um, we go. Fairfax and Arlington. Okay. There are two neighborhoods in Virginia. There are two counties in Virginia that only us, we know. That uh, have so, uh, any Virginia residents will understand this, I'm sure. Uh, Anybody well, who's like, ever lived in Virginia just, or currently does, they will get this. Or, uh, this to me, Utah versus Mox is Fairfax versus Arlington. Okay. So this is Fairfax versus Arlington again. The investment baker and the tow truck driver. Okay, so Yuda uh, <laughs> is the Fairfax investment banker, and Mox is the Arlington tow trucks driver. Okay, nobody's good, like better or worse; they're just different vibes. Okay, <laughs> so I put so that's what that was my beginning notes. Is this is what I, what, what I am seeing? Is there my archetypes here? Okay, so. Bold move, flying out the ring before Mox and getting in the ring into the crowd. That was awesome. Oh my goodness. Smart element of surprise. No insider trading for Yuta. Mox needs to make him pay his dividends. Rip his face off, Mox. Interesting that Yuta faces off with Moxley same night that Trent and Danielson face off. Go, Mox, go. Blood. Bloody Yuta. Now he can prove himself. So far, he need, he looks miserable. Have a feeling he has some better moments left in the match, though. Here it comes. He suns Mox out the ring and dives on Mox through the table. Bloody scalp. Bloody scalp. Let's get going. Awkward black backslide. Yuta kicking Mox hard. Flying splash for the win? I think not. Mox, don't fucking tap. Time to finish Yuta. Mox biting Yuta and Yuta returns the favor, trying to prove he's a savage enough to be part of his club. Mox shocked he's not making the pin exciting and a bloody mess. And Mox puts Yuta to sleep. Brutal. Great work, Fairfax. Hope Fairfax joins Blackpool Combat Club. Now that he's proven he can quit Wall Street, I approve. Be brutal. A brutal wrestle. A brutal wrestle. <laughs> a bloody brutal wrestle. That's it. You just named the show. Oh, God. <laughs> Think that she, I could... <laughs> she names the show a brutal wrestle. That's it. That's a bloody it. brutal wrestle. I was going to say bloody brutal. <laughs> Man oh in the God. mask. <laughs> Holy shit, Tammy. You just encapsulated all of the emotion all into one little thing. I loved it. You did. I don't know what else to say. I have nothing else to say on this. That's it. I mean, I really don't. I really don't. I I have some things to piggyback on. Um, Number one, you brought up how Yuta went for the throat right out of the gate. Uh, Before we even had the bell ring in this match, they were out in the fucking arena. 
you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. We weren't, even, we weren't even in the match yet. And these guys were, were taking it out. And Yuta was holding his own early on in this thing. A uh, lot of offense in early on. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I actually, watching Moxley uh, go through this whole, like, what the? Why am I blurry? I'm blurry now. You are blurry. But your picture behind you is very clear. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, so you're just going to have to deal with me being blurry for a minute. Uh, here we are. Um, Mox going through this whole thing of like, what the fuck is going on early in this match was yeah. like very, it kind of came full circle. Cause at the end of this match, also same thing. He's like, what the, what do I got to do to put this guy away? Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you're still here, kid. Great job. And then, you know, there was obviously all the stuff afterward, the, uh, the post match handshake and all these things um and i don't know if you guys watched it all the way to the very last bit but right before they went off air moxley said to him now the real work begins yes yes yeah i, I wrote that down holy shit uh really we we didn't just do all this work and that's that's where i kind of started going okay maybe this is leading to something else something different and then I started thinking about all the stuff that happened with Trent and everything. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to have like a blood feud with him and like his his mortal enemy right now, Trent. Yeah. Uh, maybe Excited. maybe one of the most dramatic matches of the week. Um, there was a lot of drama this week, but man, yeah. excellent times. Mm -hmm. Super good. Bloody brutal wrestle it is. Yes, absolutely. And that really wrapped up a great week of wrestling. I thought that, that, that they were spot on with everything that they did this week. You know, you're always going to have your good and bad, but I think there was way more good than any bad or even mediocre at this point for this next week. Let's see. Let's see. Here's what I hope for next week. I hope the battle of the belts is just not a uh, exercise in showing people who has the belt and there's never an exchange of belts at all. I hope someone gets an exchange of belts on this. I really do. Cause I think it, that makes it more exciting. So I hope that that happens. Um, I'm not sure how we'll handle the podcast after that. Maybe do, do like a special one or something like that just for battle of the belts or. Well, we'll I mean, see. it's a Saturday show, so right. hopefully yeah. we can all catch it. It's, right. it's on TV. It's not a pay-per-view. Yep. But uh, so, this is going to be a big week coming up. Um, yes. Battle of the Belts. So far, all that's confirmed for Battle of the Belts is the uh, women's world title match with Thunder Rosa and Nada Rose. Um, no other matches confirmed so far. Yeah. So uh, Dynamite coming up. We got the AEW tag title match with Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. Kingston Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho Garcia and Hager. We've got the ROH World TV title match with Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Ooh. This yeah. is going to be a big deal. That's on Ooh. Wednesday. Uh, also Wednesday, we have Starks and Hobbs versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Obviously, that's only, what, five matches? There's going to be some more stuff added to the card, but it's already looking kind of heavy. Uh, yeah. Now, Rampage, so far, the only thing I know of that's been called for Rampage is Hangman and Adam Cole. It's a live Rampage. It's a Texas death match. Something tells me this trend of big rampages is going to continue for at least a couple of weeks so we can reestablish uh, some ratings and some viewership for these shows. Yep. Um, Battle of Belts feels secondary right now. And uh, I hope they don't put too much pomp and circumstance into it because the last one was fairly disappointing. It was. Um, 
Uh, I'm just looking forward to the week, though. You're right. It's absolutely going to be a great week. For sure. This is going to be a very good week of AEW. Well, we're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to talking to everybody next week, and we will be back on. Thank you, everybody, from everybody here at the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. Uh, please tell your friends. Check it out. And uh, we've got more stuff coming. So we're going to we're working on trying to get some guests and some people to come in and talk with us and hang out with us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And until next and, week. And check out YouTube later this week. The first edition of Total Darkness featuring me and a good friend of mine, Craig. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing a, an episode of a different type of show than what I've been doing the last few weeks. Tune into that uh, and we'll see you soon. Yes. From all of us here at the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast, have an awesome week, everybody. Peace.